in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the CEO Raider podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. I want to tell a story today about centralized operating models, which could also be applied to the centralized governing models. But for today's discussion, we'll stick to centralized business models and why centralized business models, centralized organizational structures don't work. And we're going to tell it through the eyes of a narcissist CEO. So here at CEO Raider, we, I, detest centralized business models. And there's really three reasons why. Reason number one, the centralized model assumes that corporate headquarters knows best. Could there be a more arrogant assumption? For any company of size, let's say $500 million of revenue and greater, particularly those companies with multiple business units, how could the C-suite... The remote C-suite, how could the CEO in his or her ivory tower possibly know what is best for customers, product managers, product designers, engineers, customer service reps, etc.? How could the CEO possibly know what's best for those constituents? The answer is the CEO doesn't know. The men and women who eat, sleep, and drink their business 24 by 7 by 365 know best. Second reason why I detest centralized business models. It's the myth that centralized models are more efficient, that centralized models are more productive, right? Just like the federal government's efficient and productive. So I'll give you two scenarios. Scenario one is the decentralized model. In that model, we have Peter. Peter is head of robotic sales. Peter reports exclusively to Amy, who's the GM of the robotics business. And we have Donna. Donna is the head of cloud services sales, and she reports exclusively to James, who's the GM of cloud services. And then we have Richard, who's the head of enterprise software sales, and he reports to Lisa, who's the GM of enterprise software. So clear lines, clear reporting lines, clear uh, responsibility. Uh, it's, it's clear who is, a, is accountable. There's no amorphous elements to the reporting structure to the line of accountability that's scenario one scenario two the centralized model so we'll tell you a little story tyrell corp new ceo ben decides he wants to reorganize the company he wants to do so in an effort to boost operating efficiency rather than hold his gms accountable and raise performance expectations ben decides one day while riding his stationary bike complete with his VR headset. That centralization is the silver bullet that will lead Tyrell back to glory. Heck, it worked at Acme Command and Control, where I was CEO, Ben thought to himself, until the board ousted him. Acme's demise wasn't my fault, Ben told himself. After all, how could he know that within a year of reorganizing Acme around a centralized operating model, that all of Acme's best people would leave? Surely this was an unfortunate coincidence. Once implemented, Ben has no doubt that Tyrell Corp. will be well on its way to having best-in-class revenue growth, EBITDA margins, and a soaring stock price. Surely CNBC, Bloomberg, and Fox Business will want Ben to participate in the media car wash 
of meaningless seven-minute interviews to tell the world how he did it. Ben will have his day in the sun with a sizable equity grant on the other side. Under this new centralized operating structure, Peter is the head of sales for all three business units and reports to Ben. Only, there are no longer three distinct business units. Boundaries, the corporate reporting structure, responsibility, and accountability are amorphous or non-existent. Donna and Richard are no longer with Tyrell as their positions were eliminated. Peter is smart and energetic and has a promising future, thinks Ben. If he dedicates himself, Peter will undoubtedly generate superior sales performance compared to Donna and Richard. After all, how valuable could Richard's 12 years of enterprise software experience be? He was expensive. So what if Donna helped launch AWS as one of its original employees? Nobody understands the cloud anyway. She was expensive overhead as well, Ben tells himself. Amy, James, and Lisa are also gone. Who needed three GMs? They were glorified, overpaid administrators, Ben complains to his wife, Confida. Ben contemplates recruiting his former Acme colleague, Marcel, to Tyrell to fill a president or COO role that Ben is thinking of creating. The rationale for recruiting Marcel is twofold. One, Marcel likes to get his hands dirty in the operation. The devil's in the details. Communication is critical. I'd love to meet for a drink, but I'm flying to Omaha to check on the new widget line. Marcel was always fond of saying Marcel enjoyed doing the things that Ben didn't care to do. All of the little things that employees and customers appreciated, but that weren't terribly sexy, that didn't lead to glossy puff pieces in Fortune magazine. However, the real reason Ben wanted to recruit Marcel, although he didn't want to admit it to himself, was because what if the centralized strategy were to take a bit longer than anticipated? before it paid off? What if the unthinkable were to happen and the strategy ultimately failed? What if it was Acme all over again? Marcel could take the fall, Ben thought to himself. Ben had a contingency plan for everything. He grabbed his phone and made haste for the elevator. The Vanity Fair party was about to start. It would be a great photo op, especially now that his hair transplant had filled in nicely. The aftermath. Needless to say, things didn't work according to plan for Ben. Marcel did join Tyrell, but left three quarters later when the significantly larger Wallace Corp recruited Marcel for the newly opened CEO post. Wallace's board had recently removed its CEO, who had developed a centralized strategy similar to Tyrell's. After 12 consecutive quarters of deteriorating results, the board had had enough. Marcel implemented a decentralized operating model at Wallace. Sales flourished, profit margins even more so, Customer net promoter scores went through the roof. Two years later, Wallace used one quarter's worth of free cash flow to acquire the floundering Tyrell Corp. Wallace also had a robotics, enterprise software, and cloud services divisions. Post-acquisition close, Tyrell was neatly absorbed into those three divisions. Coincidentally, Donna, Richard, Amy, James, and Lisa were all now thriving at Wallace Corp. Even Peter bailed ship on Ben. Although rather than jump to Wallace, he decided to form a new company, Omni Consumer Products, which would one day spin out Cyberdyne Systems in the vaunted Skynet AI. So that's the story of Ben, which brings us to number three, the third reason why we can't stand centralized models, because they fundamentally lack accountability. Who reports to whom is never clear in a centralized model, who to reward is never clear in a centralized model, and who to hold accountable is never clear in a centralized model. That's all for today. See you next time.